See ya. Bye-bye. Hey, supporting this podcast would be like really cool, right? You could go over to anchor.fm slash drive safe text when home and then, you know, give some money. That'd be cool. Like whatever. I mean, I might like it, but that's so cool. Hey, what's up? But anyways, if you want to do something that's completely free, I guess Spotify now you can do like a rating system. So go over there, rate that and go on Apple podcast and rate it there. That'd be sick. Hey, guess what? Enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone. This is a podcast and I'm here with... Hey, I'm Tyler, and I play guitar in the band Capra. Dude. Okay, so so I've been uh, so first of all, like right right before this, I was like, okay, I want to like really dive deep onto like who who you are, and like uh, so I went on your profile, and the first thing that really caught my eye was that you got like three Pokemon cards graded, or like uh, are those like your favorite three, or better question, what's your favorite Pokemon? Um, so yeah, I have, uh, I have a few that are graded, um, but my favorite Pokemon is definitely Umbreon. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Dude. Love that dude. <laughs> dude. Okay. So, okay. So, so since he's your favorite, uh, would you say, uh, that silver, like gold and silver were your favorite games? I honestly never played those, what? which is no crazy. Way. I I know it's nuts. I, I, I just played, um, the one that they remade for the first time. I, I, the only ones I played when I had Game Boy was the blue and the red version. Oh, okay. And I played, I played a little bit of the crystal version as well. But after that, I kind of fell off. And I collected cards as a kid. Yeah. And I put them in a closet. And then I think it was last year at some point, like I found them all and I, I had the entire base set collection in like near mint condition. So I sold <laughs> Dude, <laughs> No way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so I bought, sick. I bought two guitars. Just <laughs> Pokemon cards. No way. <laughs> it was insane, dude. <laughs> dude. Okay. So, so how did you sell them? Did you like on eBay or like on like, like specific websites for it? Uh, at first, at first it was eBay. Um, but then I didn't like that. They didn't pay you until it shipped. It took a long time to get payment. So oh, okay. I joined a bunch of Facebook groups, uh, just like Pokemon buy and sell groups. Yeah. And, uh, I would, I would do it that way. And then people would PayPal you, you send them out. And I mean, you have money immediately. Dude, that is dude to know that you bought two guitars because of it is so sick, man. Yeah, I sold the entire base set collection from when I was like 10 years old for $4,500. <laughs> Dude, no way. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Dude. Th- <laughs> Dude, I can't even I like just just <clears throat> just knowing that like like it's so funny because you know, you know our parents were like Yo, these are literally just like basically pieces of cardboard that you're going to you're going to look at, probably never play the game and like like the physical card game and then they're just going to sit somewhere forever. And Exactly. Dude, n- n- dude, I can't you made <laughs> that much money off Pokemon cards. That's so And I sick. I knew it too. Like I <laughs> told my parents whenever they would buy the cards for me, like I was like these are going to be worth money one day. And it's the only thing I've ever said, this is going to be worth money one day and it came true. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would put my cards in like penny sleeves and then I would keep them in a binder and and then I just I locked them away like and what's even crazier is I had 
the first edition Charizard. No, what lost it? No, dude. Oh man, I still think it's somewhere in my house. Like, there's moments where I'll wake up at like, or I'll just get up at two o'clock in the morning and be like, I got to find that thing. Where is it? <laughs> Dude, because like right there, if you wanted a new car, you have it, you know, like, exactly. like, like, holy shit, dude. Oh, oh, man. Okay. You know what? The thing is, like, I've never talked to anyone or no one's ever told me that they've owned one. So like knowing that I'm talking to someone that own one owns one, I feel like that that's seven degrees of separation, dude. Like, I'm like, dude, I technically now owned one. And yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> You're one degree away from someone that has touched one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dude, that is that's that's amazing, dude. Oh my god, that. Oh, I just, I, oh, that's that's insane. Like, and also just like, I'm just glad that. Uh, and well, so anyways, you said you only played crystal a little bit, so technically you played like the, a little bit of golden or silver and gold or whatever, but like. Yeah, dude, it's and, and honestly, I know I did you just get like Pearl, the brand new one? Uh yeah, that's the one I got, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, dude. Like it's it's fun. I, I've been playing it. I just haven't like I keep forgetting about it for some reason. But yeah, dude, like it's it's definitely a cool revamp of the old one. But yeah, dude, like I've been like a huge Pokemon nerd my whole life, so like every game I've played, I I Pokemon has just been fucking awesome forever. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm just kind of getting back into it. I I started buying some of the new sets and uh oh, nice. collecting those. So I have so many cards. <laughs> and then uh yeah, I just I I just keep selling them and it, it's it's wild that you know like these cards are worth so much money. Dude, I know. And then okay, so have you I don't know if like you were you were telling me that like you like you love playing Dark Souls and everything and uh uh, do do you like do you stream on Twitch or anything? I tried streaming on Twitch for we made a band account and uh -huh. I I tried doing uh, a few run throughs of Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne and stuff like that, but uh, we just couldn't get the viewers. And then our vocalist Crow started her own Twitch and she got all the viewers. So oh, she's wow. the she's the streamer of the band. Okay, okay, because I was gonna say like, have you ever like thought? Because I know a lot of people stream like them opening cards and like, which is mind blowing that people really want to mm. watch that and will subscribe to that and like, because like, yeah, I, I I understand when I open a pack, I'm like, dude, oh please, like I want a full art like like gold like rainbow whatever like, but like seeing that people are watching other people and getting paid for it is mind blowing to me. Yeah, I I did it for a little bit because I had a sealed collection. Oh, what? And in, and instead of opening mine, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to watch other people open theirs. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And uh, so I did it for a little while, but I can't keep anything sealed, man. <laughs> I uh, Exactly. I had so much and it would probably be worth a lot of money now, but it's just this uh, this voice in the back of my head that's like, open it, get the Charizard, Dude. sell the Charizard. <laughs> and, and then you don't get it and you feel like a huge failure. Dude, dude, uh, dude, if it, uh, I, I'm my, my, my brain would work exactly the same way. If I had like uh, like that many like old cards, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I know I could sell the packs for like X amount of money, but. Like that Charizard could be there and it could be shadowless right. and I could have exactly like, a new house. Like, like yeah. exactly. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm banking. I'm currently banking on Pokemon cards 
and crypto. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. Okay. First of all, like, I love knowing that those two are like the thing like like you <laughs> dude not like investing in like stocks i guess like cryptos in a way like a stock of sorts but like but like saying like yo it's gonna be pokemon cards and crypto which crypto is definitely gonna be the next thing but like but like i love that pokemon cards are included that's fucking awesome yeah yeah it just it was an easy money maker over <laughs> quarantine and the pandemic and i got somewhat rehooked on collecting again and then like you know, I, I figure out which cards I want, which are like uh, all the EVs and the the evolutions of EV. Hell yeah! And, and anything else, I just I just sell. And then I'll get I'll get a few like Charizards from the new set, but I'll I'll give them to my brother in law who's a big Charizard collector. Oh hell! Or yeah. I'll sell it. You know yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's worth it, like I'm definitely gonna sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, oh man, well, well. Dude, and then also, so like now going to the, to the band, like, I, like when I because like I had written like these questions a while ago because of course I forgot to like message you forever ago, so I apologize for that. But like, uh, like I saw like so I had all these questions, and then I just recently saw you guys got added to Furnace Fest. Like, holy shit, yeah. dude! What the fuck? That's unbelievable. Like, how did that feel to be asked to play that? <laughs> um. So I went to Furnace Fest last year. Oh, nice! And uh, our our other guitar player, Trevor, he had uh, he's brother-in-laws with um, TJ from As Cities Burn. So he oh, he had shit. like backstage passes Dude. and everything. And then he couldn't go on the Sunday. I had regular passes. I'm a little measly chump. <laughs> and then uh, and then he couldn't go on the Sunday. So he gave me his backstage artist wristband oh, dude. and I, it was awesome. I got to see comeback kid. I was standing on stage. I'm in their new music video, which is fantastic. <laughs> no um, I fist bumped the guitar player, but anyway, I, while I was there, like I did a bunch of networking and stuff and I met a lot of cool people and I met the booker of furnace Fest, and I kind of, you know, pitched us to him and I was like, hey, uh, if y'all ever do this again, like, you know, we would be re we would fit in really well to play this festival. Um, and then I think it was during no it was the same day. It was during Knocked Loose, like uh, the creator of Furnace Fest came on stage and was like, hey, we'll see you next year. It's just kind of like a, a hype announcement of saying, hey, we're doing this again. Yeah. And I got I immediately stopped watching and emailed our booking agent and I was like, Hey, they just announced that they're doing furnace fest next year. Please get in touch with whoever you need to get in touch with to get us on this festival. And, um, and then some time passed by and all that. And, and we were on tour in October and November. Yeah. And I remember we were in Houston and we were sound checking and I got the email, uh, that just read furnace fest official offer. Dude. And we all, we all, we all freaked out. <laughs> Dude, no, dude, and also I, I just love that like that. First of all, like you were we were able to meet the 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 like the creator or the the person that runs Furnace Fest. That's sick, and like, dude, oh man, like, oh man, I'm that's so cool. Like, I don't even know what to say. That's just fucking so sick, dude. It's super surreal. Uh, just the first thirty bands are incredible. 
So I, I can't wait to see what they do with the next 60. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's unreal, man. That's so sick. And then, dude, and then also, like, on top of that, you're touring, you're going on tour with I Hate God. Like, dude, <laughs> like, everything yeah. is, like, like. I feel like if if that were me, I'd be like, oh, dude, like I'm 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 doing it. Like this is it. Like I have, what the fuck? Like, dude, I I'm like I'm so st- I dude, I just met you and I'm like way too excited for you. <laughs> oh, dude, it's such a it's such a good feeling, and that's not even the end of it. Like uh, we we have an announcement in ten days that is also just something I you know. Uh, something I've dreamed to be a part of for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, it's crazy. We've become, we've become good friends with, I hate God over the years. I think we've played, uh, we've played two shows with them under the name Capra. And then Jeremy and I had another band, uh, before this called wildfires. And we, we did a few shows with them as well. So oh, wow. it's, it's just kind of crazy, uh, you know, to, to be able to share the stage with a band that has such a legendary status and is, yeah. you know, responsible for an entire music genre pretty much. Yeah. And then them be fans of your band to, to enough to ask you to, to play with them, which is really cool. <laughs> Dude, that's insane, man. That's so fucking sick. Dude. Oh my God. Like that, that's so sick. And then, dude another other another thing i was just like i was because i was watching like that the the video that you did for like pulse of the maggots and like i was like oh this is sick but like the the the, the, the first thing i noticed uh, like like right at the beginning was you're wearing a the chariot shirt and yeah. and that's that's the greatest band that ever existed so thank you that's it like that agreed <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping for that chariot announcement reunion for furnace fest but you know, we'll see, dude. Like, like, I, 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 I would do anything for that band. Like, I, like that, that, that is. So, I'm so glad I'm in in good company then, because like the chariot is like everything, and uh, yeah, because when I saw that shirt, I was like, oh, dude, fuck yeah. So, uh, so then, okay, well, with that, do you which one, which record's your favorite? By the chariot, yeah. I'm really partial to One Wing. Oh, really? I think that's I think that's my top. No way, dude. That's okay. I I love that just for the fact that Long Live is really Long Live is really good, and it's it's one of my favorites. But I I love One Wing so much. Damn, dude. That's so, dude. You're you're the first person I've heard that says like One Wing, which is awesome because like that record is fucking unbelievable. Like, like it was it was. I mean, they shouldn't have stopped because they're they were they they were doing everything perfectly and like, but like, uh, but yeah, One Wing was such a it, it's a very good swan song. Like it was it was a very good ending to like like closing the book. But yeah, dude, that that record's fucking unbelievable. I wish I could show you my view right now because I, I I am looking at my record collection. Yeah, and I have One Wing the first press. Uh, just kind of on display, which is really cool. Hell yes, dude. Like, dude, like my, my friend and I are like my guitarist and I are like literally like, like we, we collect every, everything Josh Scoggin, like anything he's done, like we have. And like, like, dude, 
like just just like we we've like he has the test press of fucking long live which is mind-blowing and jesus christ dude dude he paid too much for it and then um yeah, dude and then also which is crazy i don't know how we found it but like uh or how he found it but he found the stage box that they built and everything that was for sale on ebay and uh, that was signed by all the members that they used for the whole long, like long live, like cycle. And like he owns that. <laughs> oh, that is insane, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, like I thought I was, a, I thought I was a fanboy with every time I die stuff, but uh, <laughs> that that tops me for sure. Dude, dude, ev- okay, okay, dude, you bring up every time I die. How did how did you feel about Radical? Oh, I loved it. I it's I think perfect. it's it's one of their best albums it's yeah. it's a, an amazing album to end on for sure oh yeah uh the first time I, I i i listened to it i was i was a little bit hesitant but i did the same thing for low teens as well and then oh, okay it just grew on me so much and it's like wow this is a fucking perfect album yeah dude yes like that that's because like when i first heard low teens like i i i I had never been into their back catalog for some reason. I don't know. Like they're 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 a perfect band, but like when uh when I first heard Low Teens, like I that that Fear and Trembling intro was just like I know the per- best intro of an album probably <laughs> ever. <laughs> Dude, exactly. And like and it and and like uh, yeah. Anyways, like I heard that, and then like going back and listening like some podcast about like Keith saying like how it's about his like daughter being born and how it's like fucked up and everything, and like it was just like oh, it just gave so much more meaning to the record, and it fucking just hit harder. And then yeah, then Radical came out, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, dude, this is insane. They're really good about not writing the same album twice. So yes, it's. Every time you hear a new Every Time I Doubt album, it's like, okay, this is the first time it's like, all right, this is, this is weird. I got to get, you know, accustomed yes. to this. And then, <laughs> and then it, and then it just hits you and it's like, wow, these dudes are literally geniuses. <laughs> Dude. Uh, the riffs are unbelievable. I mean, I can only hope, you know, to, to be that good at writing riffs one day. <laughs> I think I've got it down pretty well, but not that damn good. That's... <laughs> That's another level, man. Dude, I mean, just 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 map change alone. That 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 riff like is just like especially I, I don't know if you saw, but did you see the video of uh them playing it at the final warp tour? Like where Yeah. Dude. Where, oh yeah. Dude, where he played it for like twenty minutes and it was just I don't know, it like I loved the song before, but when I saw that, like it just gave it a whole new meaning. Like it was just like, oh dude. Like oh dude, yeah, so Every time I die is, so, is perfect. So I'm in a, a, a Facebook group called the E Tidiots. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just, you know, it's all cool stuff every time I die. And for a while, Jordan Buckley was on Cameo. And I, I remember seeing a video. This girl, she requested him to play the map change riff for 22 minutes. And he did it. <laughs> no he did it in his house and he was just like yeah i, I mean this uh, he was like complaining most of the time he was just like this sucks doing it over and over again but uh, it's it's cool the way that they engage with their fans and they'll be like yeah i'll do that why not dude that's so awesome man like i love hearing that oh jordan is one of the nicest people i've ever met uh 
all of them really. I, I I've never I talked to Keith for maybe two minutes one time, and and that was that was fine. But just Jordan and Andy, and over the past two years, like I've become good friends with Goose, the drummer. Oh, dude! And uh, and they're all just they're all just great, great guys. That's so sick, dude. That's that's unbelievable. And like, Go- I I Goose, I like he's like his drumming's ridiculous. And also knowing he was in Fear Before at the very end was <laughs> yeah. Dumb. I always like so every sick. time I see him or get like around him, I'm like, ah, this dude is you know a part of my childhood. It's like <laughs> he's right. he's one of the reasons I'm into the music that I'm in, in into you know like fear before. Uh, he was in Norma Jean for a while, yep. and like those bands, those bands are some of the first ones I heard uh in hardcore you know it's like every time i die converge uh botch yeah oh dude comeback kid uh norma jean fear before like this was late 90s early 2000s and kind of where i'm i'm stuck in yeah. music. <laughs> dude dude exactly man like dude yeah so that that's fucking dope that like you've like you've like at least talked to them like, that's fucking sick man dude and yeah yeah it's it's nuts dude and then i I, okay so like about like like dude you guys are on like metal blade like that's dude whoa what the that's insane like dude literally everything that i've found out is so fucking sick dude so like i'm just here to be like dude how did this happen it's so cool (laughs) you know it it hasn't even kicked in for me (laughs) (laughs) like I, i i'm so constantly busy on thinking about the next thing that I don't really allow myself to enjoy anything. I'm like, I mean, I enjoy it. I don't want to say that I don't enjoy it. Of but course. Yeah. I'm constantly like, all right, what's next? You know, like yeah, what, yeah. what, what can we, what can we do to get to, to grow? It's, it's a never ending battle. So, I mean, all the news that we've gotten in the past two years has been absolutely incredible. Uh, but if I just sit back and think, oh, I'm on Metal Blade, I'm touring with uh, I Hate God and playing <laughs> Furnace Fest, then like I have, I have no, uh, I have no motivation to to do anything. I'm like, I've done it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. Dude, and then oh, like, uh, dude, and then also like, uh, <clears throat> you recorded uh, in transmission with. Like, uh, is it Jai Benoit or something like that? Yeah, that's our our good friend Jai Benoit. He okay. uh, he he's the front man for a band called Golgothan. Okay. Uh, who recently just signed to Lacerated Enemy Records? Wow. We actually have a show with them tonight. Oh, uh, sick! We're playing with a local uh, show. They're they're doing their album release, which is super cool. So yeah, he recorded our album. And then we had it mixed by Taylor Young Hell of yeah. Nails yeah. and uh, mastered by Brad Boatwright, who's done every album ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, <clears throat> my friend was just actually hanging out with Taylor Young in his studio, just like like learning shit and all this stuff. And like, and he was like, "Dude, that dude's that dude's so dope." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, like, he's in like, he's doing everything, and like, and like, he's like." Isn't he a part of like God's hate and like twitching tongues? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. D- dumb dude. That's like unbelievable. Like, <laughs> and 
And then so stupid, dude. And then so like, and then you recorded like at like three of those songs over the pandemic, right? Yeah, we did. Um, oh, which ones were they? Definitely Mutt. Mutt was was a new one. Uh, Transfiguration and Deadbeat Assailant. Uh, they were three that were uh, I had written, and then it, it was planned to go on the next album. This is before we got signed and everything. So like we oh. were just gonna release an album and then i had already started on the next album (laughs) and we were gonna just release that in hopes you know like hey here's all our songs send it off to a label and 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 whatnot but then metal blade hit us up in january and um we sent them uh, all the songs that we had recorded minus those three and they were like oh this is too short um it was like 26 minutes and like for me as like a hardcore fan i'm like 26 minutes is perfect that, like that's yeah. the greatest greatest albums of all time are like 26 to 30 minutes you exactly know? and uh and they wanted us to do like 45 minutes i think Holy and i was like shit. Dude, absolutely not yeah so we, we agreed on 32 minutes <laughs> damn uh, in the end so i took those three songs we added them and i think it comes out to exactly 32 minutes no way dude that's so sick like like and then also so like was it like how, like knowing that you recorded it over the pandemic did you go did you go to the same exact studio with like the benoit or, or like did you like do like at home separately or whatever no we did it uh the same way like okay uh, we didn't all go in together, which was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, I would go in and I would do scratch tracks and then Jeremy would go in and do drums and then I would go back in and do the real guitar parts. Bass would go in and then vocals. Wow, dude, that's, that's, and like, yeah, it, it's such a, it's, such and we a... didn't even really know the songs. Like I, I, I mean, we had barely practiced them. Um, so it, it was it was kind of like we 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 wrote them there, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of cool that like, I mean, that's a bummer that it had to be that way. But it's kind of cool that, to know that like you guys like did like an ad- adapt and overcome to get those three songs out to be a part of that like a part of that. So like that's fucking awesome though. Yeah, I'm glad they made it because uh, they're definitely three of my favorite songs on the album. Mutt yeah. is. 100% my favorite song. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Like dude, and then also like I was seeing that like like you guys on your like the US vinyl variant, it sold out. Like that had that had to be crazy to feel too. That's so sick, man. Yeah, the US US variant sold out day 1, uh, <laughs> dude, which what? was which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it made us look good for sure to the label. Um <laughs> I think the 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 European variants took uh, a few more weeks, but uh, at this point they're all gone. We're we're out. Everybody, every time we play a show, you know, um, people ask us for vinyl, and it's it's sad because I can't give it to them. But dude, but like what a like what a like what a good like conundrum to be a part of. Like it's like oh man, like no, I can't give it to you, but like they're all gone. Like that's yeah, <laughs> that's... yeah, that's. I got I got my three. I, yeah, hell yeah. I ordered. I actually ordered the two European ones. And, <laughs> no uh, way. Yeah, and then Metal Blade sent us some, so I I, I gave the two that I ordered away. Oh, uh, to people that wanted to collect them, 
but uh yeah i've got them i got them all framed up and stuff it's really cool to see oh hell yeah do you uh, the test press also uh we never got a test press which really bummed me out but oh man um, yeah we never never got one somebody somewhere has one i i remember we did a a giveaway uh, i don't even remember what it was for i think it was through uh, metal injection or something like that um but if you did something then you were entered for a chance to win a test press and somebody won so somebody has a, a test press somewhere oh dude no way that's crazy dude <laughs> yeah dude and like also like i saw that uh you you also are uh, like you're an earthquaker fan uh correct yeah that's uh pretty recent actually i i used to be a big fan of the ocd pedal mm-hmm. and then uh, uh something happened with the 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 owner he said some racist stuff on oh. on twitter or something like that and then uh so i had i had my friend uh kevin stelly who does kbt effects i had him build me a modded ocd oh okay uh he he just cloned it basically and then modded it to my specific settings. Oh, and I used that for a while. Uh, that's when I was playing uh, through the Sovtech MIG 100. Okay. And it sounded great. Like it worked out perfectly. But then I, I upgraded and I bought uh, a Marshall JCM 800. Oh, hell yeah. And it just didn't, it, it didn't cut the way that I wanted it to. And I, I wanted to upgrade my sound after the first album. Yeah. So, I went through, I don't know, 25 to 30 different overdrives. Damn. Uh, I had same guy. I had him come. He just, he, he builds and collects pedals. So I had him bring every overdrive that he had and he had so many and I went through pedal after pedal and, and nothing, nothing was really yelling at me saying like, this is, this is the sound you want. Um, until I plugged in that, Earthquaker plumes pedal and it uh it was a perfect perfect match dude that's sick yeah dude honestly i love their pedals like i'm a drummer but i love collecting guitar pedals like that's they're it's just fun like i like again i can't play guitar but i love like messing with them they're just so much fun and earthquaker oh yeah i got so many pedals and i i I use maybe six for capra (laughs) Dude. I have another, I ordered, see, I just have a problem <laughs> with ordering stuff. I ordered, um, the Earthquaker Astral Destiny. I, I have it right here and it's nuts, dude. Oh, dude. What, wait, what does that one do? Because I know I've like heard of it, but I've never listened to it. It's like a space echo delay pedal almost. It's, oh. um, it's insane. Like, uh, after this, I'll send you a video. Yes, dude, um, please. <laughs> that, that you can, now that I know how to use Discord somewhat, maybe like <laughs> 2% of Discord. Um, but yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Like I have, I do this other thing on the side. It's, uh, where I, I write, uh, really pretty instrumental music. Oh, cool. Um, I, I, I don't record it ever. I, I usually just, uh, I play it and, and I'll do a video of it and I'll post it on Facebook or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so I have like this, I have all these like spacey ambient pedals that I, that I use just for, for that when I'm, when I'm in like, um, 
in a writer's block or something like that, I'll just, I'll, I'll try to write something different and I'll, I'll do pretty music. And, um, I'm a big fan of bands like beach house and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Which not, not many people know. Yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, you, you play in a hardcore band. You're supposed to listen to just metal and hardcore. And I'm like, no, dude, I, I listen to like dream pop, dude. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. It's, it's awesome. Like I, like I'm, I feel like, cause like in my band, my brother and I are very like, we're very still like the hardcore kids. Like we, we listen to hardcore all the time, but like the one person that I've been listening to like crazy is lights. I, I love her so much. And like, like I, it's like like synth pop, dude, and it's fucking perfect. Like this it, is right up my alley, and I'm looking it up as soon as I'm done with it, <laughs> dude. I love it. I'm in, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah! Like I have this whole playlist on Spotify that I've made. Like I accidentally made it on the band account, so it kind of <laughs> throws up. It throws off like our um our algorithm a little yeah. bit, but it's like this chill playlist, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> It's nuts, dude. It's it's just bands like Beach House and Chromatics and uh, oh, who else is on there? Like, I, I don't even know. It's like four hundred songs. Dude, oh my god, dude. Well then, dude, have you ever like? It's like it's like it's kind of like uh, explosion, like explosions in the sky. Like, uh, have you ever heard of the band Shora? No. Okay, so like they were first of all they they were a crazy cool like mathy band back in the day like fucking crazy like me and him call it us type shit and like sweet dude yeah like and then they changed into like that like explosions in the sky like just very ambient weird music and i was just like fuck this is cool but like their original stuff like was like so fucking like punishing and stuff but like yeah dude like i know what you mean like there's there's times where it's like yeah dude all this stuff is fun but like listen to this pretty stuff it's fucking amazing it's so it's so great <laughs> yeah exactly dude i i mean i i play hardcore you know i i write it i hear it all the time like yeah. whenever i'm just trying to chill and listen to some music i want to hear something you know like broken social scene is one of my biggest go-tos it's uh just puts me in this different element this different mood and mindset dude dude okay okay um so uh the band cu space cowboy they ha- they're they're uh old bassist is now their guitarist his name's timmy but uh he he writes fucking beautiful he's like a pianist so like he'll write beautiful piano and like i found it the other day because i was like oh my god like i i don't know how i found it on him like but i was like on his page and i found his music but i feel like you would love that stuff too it's so fucking dope dude Oh, that's an, yeah, that's amazing. We uh, we played a show with them uh, a few years ago, and I wish I'd have known that. I'd, I'd have asked him about it. Dude, dude, I, I literally, I don't know how long ago it was, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been doing it forever. And I, what I've heard is that on their newest record, there's like a, a piano part in the record, and like he didn't join until like after the record was written. So they were like, hey, write an interlude. And that's, as far as I know, on the newest record, the interlude's written by him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. I thought it was fucking sick. And like, but yeah, dude, I totally know what you mean. Like, damn, dude, that's so fucking sick. <laughs> but, oh, man. Like, okay. So, like, with the uh, Earthquaker, you said uh, that Astral one. But, dude, have you, do you have the Space Spiral? 
No, I don't. I have, I mean, they have so many pedals, and I, I still look at the little booklet that, that comes with the pedals every now and then and just yeah. see all their pedals, and I'm like, okay, I want them all, you know? Dude, I feel like, because I, 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 my brother and I bought the Space Pile when we first heard it because we were watching, uh, well, since you're a pedal guy, you probably know of the channel Knobs, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, if you go on there, like Space Pile, it is like the, the, like the, I don't know, something about that 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 spaciness of that pedal just feels like you're literally floating in space and like dude, it is one of the coolest like I don't even know what it is. It has everything smashed into it. It's just fucking awesome. Like yeah, like that one like for like spacey music is perfect. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'd and probably buy it. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. I can't. I can't wait for you to hear the Astral Destiny because it's it's just like that, and there's so many settings and so much you can do. Dude, oh my god, I'm so I'm so stoked. I'm so excited to hear that, dude. Like, oh man, I love like again like and like I'm I'm a huge The Locust fan, so like I love anything that's just like noisy and like like that's why like we like I also love like Montreal Assembly. Like they make fucking weird ass pedals and like i'll have to send you some like uh fucking like the count to five that thing's weird it's 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 a i don't know it's like a randomizer and but it has like this weird delay and like echo i don't know dude you'll have to see it but uh but you yeah keep bringing up bands that are like i'm seeing like the chariot and i'm looking at the album right now and then i'm i'm honestly wearing a locust t-shirt right now Dude, which no i'm a big way. locust fan i'm a locust i'm a locust fan for about 30 minutes and then I'm, i gotta switch it up <laughs> <laughs> i did get to see them live uh a few years ago at a festival called fun 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 in austin oh, and it was dude. In, absolutely incredible dude okay with that like i like they they are literally like the tightest band I've ever seen. Like I feel like yeah, it's stupid. I, Justin Pearson is a genius. Anything he touches is just gold, man. Dude, dude, did you uh, have you gotten the new Death Club record? Oh yeah, dude. My uh, my buddy Scott plays drums for them, so I I I see it and I hear it all the time, and it's uh incredible. Dude, uh, it's I actually uh interviewed Scott like a like a couple months back. Like that that dude's so fucking cool. <laughs> He is so cool. He is so good at drums. Oh, yeah. He's actually he's actually playing with another band right now. He just got added to uh, it's my good friends and uh, Glassing from Austin, Texas. Um, such a cool band. Like it's it's hard to describe their music. They're they're really ambient at times, but then like really aggressive at times. And uh insane i'm so glad they they got scott on drums because he is phenomenal dude he really is and like that's what like because i i I, because i i've been following him and i keep seeing him post but it's like one of those things where like i I like like the picture i'm like oh dude i gotta check this out and then i forget instantly and like like i want i've been wanting to hear glassing first of all the name alone is fucking sick and like and like with how you just described it is it kind of like a like a death heaven type thing like that type of like prettiness with like fucking like pissed off yeah, kind of but with less of like the 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 black metal okay, aspects yeah. and i know i know like at least eight black metal fans just got real pissed off that i said that but <laughs> what can you do dude <laughs> what can you do dude that's awesome it's a small world though like i i was living in austin uh the years 2000 nine to 2013 uh-huh. and um 
Corey Brim, the guitarist of Glassing, and I started a band and we went through drummer after drummer and then we eventually, uh, I can't even remember his name. We landed on, uh, his name was Jason. We landed on Jason. And so it was me, Corey, and Jason. And this was the the starting grounds of Glassing. Oh, and, wow. Uh, so I was in the pre-band of Glassing. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I remember I... I moved uh, back to Lafayette, Louisiana. I was struggling with like drinking and, and drugs and oh, stuff damn. at the time. Um, and then Dustin Kaufman, the current bass player of Glassing, took my place, kicked Jason out, and they got uh, another guy named Jason Camacho. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, to play drums. And they, they, they did it all for years. And then uh, recently... Jason left the band and they got Scott to play drums and they've added a fourth member. I don't, I don't know the fourth member, but incredible band. Um, definitely check them out. Yeah, dude, I, I want to, that that's like, again, knowing that he's in the band now, like just makes me want to check it out even more because like he was such a good dude. And then like, like talking to him, like I talked to him and then I talked to John, like, john severson and like he was they were there they were like he i I remember him saying like yo i was talking to like john and all this stuff i was like oh my god like that's ridiculous like daughters is like ridiculous and like uh but anyways like yeah i just thought it was like yeah scott's just a crazy cool dude yeah for sure dude and then dude also like like how how was the North America like the North American tour you just did like how like or or like last like October November like was it was it weird to like tour like around that time or like did everything feel like like how did it feel? Uh, it did feel weird. Uh, being you know, since we're still in a pandemic, like you know, being on the road. But I, I mean, it also felt really good. It was that's that's what we're a band for, you know. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. It's what we love to do. Yeah. For me, like, it's really one of the only times I'm, like, genuinely happy is when I'm on the road and I'm traveling and touring and it's, like, you don't have, you know, the mundane bullshit that comes with everyday life. It's just like, oh, let's go to a new city. Let's play a show. Let's meet some people. Let's socialize. And it's, it's, uh, it gets, I don't want to say overwhelming, but uh, sometimes overstimulating. Yes. Um, just to be around so many people and the amount of adrenaline that goes through your body when you're, you're playing a show night after night. Um, but I mean, it was amazing. Uh, we did really well. It was our, it was our first, uh, big tour with, as this, as this lineup, um, and and we did really well. Every every show was pretty crazy. I think Hell we only yeah. had like, I mean, we played like twenty three, twenty four shows, and I I think we only had like two uh, duds or what I would consider duds. You know? Oh wow, dude, that's odd. That's dude, that's fucking amazing. Then. Yeah the the one dud we had was in Houston, and I I, I believe it was the world series night. So oh, it was, damn. Okay. And I think it was in Houston. I, I, I don't know much about baseball, but I'm pretty sure the world series was in Houston. It was raining. It was freezing. And, uh, yeah, but we still had a good time. 
dude i mean and then also it, it's just kind of weird that like i always i always assume like a baseball like stadium is gonna be outside so i'm like they could have just come to see a band inside somewhere and it would have been much warmer and and nicer than uh people like people at a baseball game like i don't know much about baseball either so like like that would right be- and i'm pretty sure there was a tv there with the world series on <laughs> Dude, so exactly. you could have just paid you know what the ten dollar cover and you, you got the best of both worlds <laughs> dude dude i feel like that should be like a show like now like it should just be like yeah you can come watch the world series while listening to a band in the background there we like exactly yeah. like what's better than the world series and the answer is the world series with a hardcore soundtrack <laughs> dude honestly like that's gonna be perfect and then once a commercial comes on you just switch to like smooth jazz like the band just changes and then like exactly dude see like it's we, we break out into our new explosions in the sky type yeah. one <laughs> Dude, yes, like that's where you get to use your all your like crazy. So now your pedal board will be like a goddamn like giant suitcase that you have to bring the shows for that. Oh, excellent. <laughs> we're, we're we're now we're now Terramellos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's so sick. <laughs> dude, oh man. And like I don't know if 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 you can remember, but like, uh, how did it feel to play your very first show back? Like, I know it's been a while, and like, like, but like, did it was it like crazy to be like, oh man, we're like here again? Like, how did that feel? Yeah, it was. I I, I remember it very well. It was not that long ago. Um, we did a show. Uh, almost the same lineup as we're doing tonight. You know, it was us, it was Golgothan, and then it was a, a band called Writhings, who is a, a new band in our local scene that is just crushing it right now. Hell yeah. And uh, it was a sold-out show. It, it was phenomenal. Wow, dude. It's, it was it was crazy to just uh, pack out a room, play some music, and see everybody just go absolutely insane. Dude, dude, that's so cool. And also, for, like your first show back being sold out has like, dude, that's such a like, that's an unbelievable feeling. Like that, that has to be like, dude, like people, like even after all this time, like people are like, like they care. Like that's 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 what would go through my brain, and it's just like, holy fuck, this is insane. Right. It's it's pretty nuts. I I think people were itching to go to shows at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it, it feels really cool to play our, our local music scene and, you know, sell out venues now, you know, as opposed <laughs> to, you know, two, three years ago. And, it, you know, it's like 13 people and a sound guy. <laughs> and now, you know, that we have music out there and, it, and it's, it's, you know, doing well. People are coming and they're moshing and they're, you know, they're, they're singing the lyrics with us. And dude. it's, it's, it's super cool. That's so fucking do- dude. It just like, that makes me so stoked because like, like, like you're, you're like genuinely like, dude, this is like, this is happening. Like what the fuck? And like, and I also, I like your, like what you're saying at the beginning is that like your, your mindset is like, yo, I'm just going to keep moving until like, like, because like, like I totally get that. If like you were to sit down and just be like, oh my god everything has happened like what like what's going on and like and knowing that you keep pushing forward to just keep getting further and further is like the greatest mindset to have in this type of like uh mode or whatever the fuck like that's so sick 
Yeah, like I, I take I take all the good news. Usually I know about the news way before everybody else does. So I, I have time where I can marinate on it and, and you know, feel really – I hate keeping secrets, but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the part that drives me crazy. Um, but, you know, I have time where I, I can – I can feel, all right, this is really cool. This is happening. That's uh, But then, yeah, you definitely just got to, got to keep, keep going. You know, yeah, you can't well, just, yeah. uh, you can't just shoot for a certain destination and then land on it and, <laughs> and be done. Give up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta keep moving. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, and then dude, like going like super far back, like just in general, like what makes basically got you into playing music? Like what made you want to start doing like, like playing or like did someone like introduce you to a, a band and it was like, Oh my God, this is what I need to do. Uh, no, I, um, I, I, I mean, I was always into music. Like I would, I would, I don't remember what I was into at the time I started playing, but I, I just remember like I had a cousin who lived, uh, maybe 10 minute bike ride from my house. I was eight, nine years old. Okay. And, uh, I would go, I would go ride around the neighborhood and I would just stop at friends' houses. And one day I stopped at my cousin's house who lived close and we were hanging out and he had a bass and I, I picked it up and I just started, you know, playing around with it and I, I enjoyed it. So I asked him to borrow it and he let me borrow it. I rode, I remember riding my bike with the bass in my hand back <laughs> no to my way. house and uh, I didn't have an amp at the time, so I figured out that I could put the headstock up against the wall, and it would resonate, and it would make it louder. So <laughs> That's sick. I, I just started fiddling around on bass, not knowing what I was doing. And I remember I asked my mom to buy me an amp for Christmas, and she did. Uh, she bought me a guitar amp, and oh, I was no. like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! And I still played it. I, I still. I was like, "Who cares? Uh, I'm gonna play this bass on that amp because it's all I've got." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did that for a while. Um, I got pretty good at bass, just kind of teaching myself. What I would do is they used to have a website called mxtabs.com. Oh, okay. And I would go to that website and I would learn how to play different songs. Like I remember I was big into learning green day songs at the time. So I would learn like long view and stuff like that. And then I switched to guitar at, I don't know, 12, maybe 12 or 13. Uh, I got a, I don't even remember my first guitar. I remember my first bass, but I I, I don't even remember what guitar I had. Um, (laughs) But I started learning different songs on guitar and, and then every band I started after that, uh, they all, everybody wanted to be a guitar player. So everybody needed a bass player. Yeah. And uh, so I, I played bass for ever. I've been in like 12 bands and I've <laughs> played guitar in two. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's even funnier is that Capra, when it was originally formed, like I had just gotten out of rehab in 2015 and Jeremy, the drummer and I were, we were playing in a band before that called Severer and I was playing bass and he was playing guitar and it was just super heavy, evil doom metal. (laughs) And, uh, and whenever I got out of rehab, he asked me, uh, you know, if, if we 
if he if I wanted to keep going with that band and I was like I want to keep going with playing music but I really don't want to play that anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah. And it was good songs. <laughs> it was good songs. Like it, it it definitely resonated well at the time because doom metal was pretty popular. Um but I wanted to play fast. Hell yeah. And so when Capra was was born Jeremy was, we, we did the same lineup as we did the last band. Jeremy was playing guitar and I was playing bass and we found a drummer. Actually it was the same drummer as the band before. Uh, but I kicked him out after like two practices just because it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but we wrote like eight songs and it, it was so much different. I, I wish I had that music. I think I, I deleted it from social media, but um, it was so different. Like we, we sounded like at the drive-in almost. Whoa. And, and then uh, the new drummer that we got, Devin, who's a phenomenal drummer. Uh, he, he left the, he was having um, some mental health issues and he quit the night before the show that we had oh, booked. Bar. And, uh, yeah, we were pissed, man. <laughs> I bet. Um, cause we really wanted to play the show. We, we, this was like our second or third show and I hate to cancel any show. Yeah. Um, so he quit later on. We understood. We were like, okay, we get it. You know, mental health is important. Um, at the time it was like, dude, but this is why we're in a band. Exactly. Is to help our mental health. Yeah. So keep playing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> But anyway, like it, it was actually like a blessing because Jeremy and I decided to still do that show. Um, Jeremy is a natural born drummer. He knew all the, the drum parts to the songs. Oh, and I was actually writing all the guitar parts at the time and then teaching them to Jeremy and then writing the bass parts to them. <laughs> no way. So I knew all the guitar parts and I was like, well, I'll play guitar. You play drums. And then we played that show as a three piece with just guitar drums and vocals and we killed it <laughs> and yeah. that was like that's like when the band was born it was just like all right well let's just keep doing this like I mean, you're good at drums i'm good at guitar and and then ah, so many lineup changes later and 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 here we are but Damn. uh yeah that's it's crazy how that all happened you know like I don't think we'd be the same band or be where we are right now if, uh, you know, we we didn't make that switch. Dude, that's sick. Dude, then exactly. It happened for a reason, and that's that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I think it's it's been crazy uh, just how this band has grown and, 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 you know, how different members have come in. You know, they've put in their two cents and then uh, had to leave. Uh, but now... It's like we we have the lineup, you know, um, that it was always meant to be. So it's just crazy how everything happened in order to get us to where we are. Yeah, dude, that's so sick, man. That that that's that's a fuck. I I I, I like that. I like that story. It's just it's just cool to like, like it's like you, you basically like 
overcame like a terrible like oh fuck this sucks and then you were like well let's just still do it and then knowing that it, it turned out well is like and like now where you are it is unbelievable that's so fucking cool dude it's fate man it's uh hell yeah i truly believe that you know that if you if you put out you know what you want in the world you'll get it yeah i'm big big believer of that so we we wanted success jeremy and i have been in eight or nine bands together wow. we've been playing music together since we were about 14 years old damn um and we've just always shared the same vision of what we wanted to do with music and where we wanted to go uh we never got there until now like it's just <laughs> taken so long and it, it you know it during i remember i think it was late 2019 like i was on the verge of just being done. I, I was like, man, like I, I keep trying and trying and trying and, and getting nowhere. Yeah. Uh, reaching nobody. And it's like, I, I had to reevaluate. I mean, I'm 34 years old now. Like I was 31, 32 at the time. It was like, dude, you know, do I want to keep doing this and, and doing this for nobody? Nobody's listening. And, uh, it's, it just takes this amount of money to achieve success. You yeah. got to pay all these people and it's like, do I want to keep doing this? So I, I, I went through it for, I don't know, two months. And then I don't remember the good thing that happened that, that kept me in it, but I'm glad it did yeah, hell yeah. because, because it, it's just since then, it's just been good news after good news. And, uh, I can thank Matt Bacon for that, you know, like he was, a he was a mentor to me during those times and, and, you know, kind of like a therapist and he's now our manager. Oh, damn. Hell but, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I, I would call him daily and just be like, how do we do this? Like, when do we do this? Can I do this? And, and, you know, he would, he would give me so much insight uh, just on, on, on what to do to grow as a band and, and I, I listened to everything he said and I put it into action and it worked. That's so sick, dude. Like, and, and especially having someone like that, that like, like that can help that much and also be like a friend, like is that has to be like such a great feeling to know that like you basically have that like other member of the band that is like just there to help you guys out. Yeah. He's 100% the sixth member I almost said fifth because yeah. we just added a guitar player but he's the sixth <laughs> member of our band for sure that's so sick dude that's I, I love hearing that that's so fucking dope dude dude oh, man okay well dude I have two more questions for you sure okay so like this one is a weird one I like to ask everyone and uh, so if your band was a TV show or a movie what would it be uh, TV show Seinfeld <laughs> nice <laughs> And if it was a movie, it would be hmm. speed. <laughs> Dude, you just got to speed it up. Dude. You just got to keep going. <laughs> Dude. Hell yes. Dude. Okay. First of all, I like that you said speed. That was the first rated R movie I saw as a kid and it was fucking amazing. And I just, Hell yeah. I remember having it on VHS and it was like, this is the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> that, 
Oh, dude, the second one's not good, that good, but like the first one, that's all you need. I don't think I ever watched the second one. Don't. I, I think I was. I think I was done. <laughs> yeah. I, I think after the first one, I was like, yeah, that was great. I'm done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. And then, dude. No, but I'll I'll say Seinfeld for everything. That is just it's my favorite show of all time. I'm I'm obsessed with it, and. uh we even made a meme when we were a four piece and uh, <laughs> I, I forget who was who. I mean, Crow was obviously Elaine. I I think we, I think we actually argued in our group message over who was Jerry. <laughs> really? But, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm George a hundred percent. I'll take it. I am 100% the Larry David of the band. That's so good, dude. <laughs> Dude, like, as long as you're not saying, like, you're a band full of Newmans, like, I think you're fine. No, we don't have a Newman. <laughs> we definitely don't have a Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor was just added, which is the fifth, and I, I still wouldn't put him as Newman. <laughs> Trevor's, Trevor's the soup Nazi, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I, like... Dude, that that show had so many good characters. That it was such a uh, that that show was amazing. I got into aside from like the the whole Pokemon card collection, uh, I I did start collecting Funko Pops for a minute, for a hot minute. Oh, I was yeah. like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm making all this money on Pokemon cards. Let me see if I can get into the Funko world. Yeah, and buy and set like buy cheap. Funkos, and then when they are rare, sell them for more. Yeah. Uh, so I did that with a few of them, and I did terrible. Uh, <laughs> I lost money. Damn. I'm not good. I'm not good at guessing which ones are going to be rare. But what I did buy was the complete Funko Seinfeld set. Oh hell! And yeah. I'm keeping those forever. No, that makes sense. That <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> That's the only ones I'll ever buy. I'll never buy a Funko Pop again. Dude, dude. Well, okay. Well, the, dude. Okay. So is, is it just uh, Jerry Kramer, Elaine, uh, fucking, uh, what, what, what are, what is the set for Seinfeld? Uh, so I have seven of them. One of them is a full model of Jerry's apartment. Oh, dude. Um, it's, and then I have Jerry, George, Elaine, Kramer, Newman, and the Soup Nazi. Oh, dude, yes. I'm so glad they made the Soup Nazi. That's so awesome. Yeah, and then there's like multiple variants, which I'm not going to buy those. I, I, I wanted just the originals. Exactly, so. yeah. Dude, that... <laughs> yeah, the, if there's two things I'm obsessed with, or three things I'm obsessed with, it's Seinfeld, Dark Souls, and Every Time I Die. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's that's a good three things to be obsessed with. Like I've always like I have Dark Souls and I've always wanted to like start it. And like I did start it once and I was just like I just I don't know. For some reason I maybe I, my mind wasn't in the right like mindset, I guess, but like I was just like, "Oh man, I just don't want to do this right now." Like and I get that. Yeah. yeah. You definitely have to be in in the mindset for Dark Souls cuz it's going to kick your ass. I I hated it for years. Uh the first time I played it um actually that's where we got our band name i don't know if you knew that or oh not. no way it's the yeah there's a there's a boss in the first one uh it's either the third or fourth boss depending on where you go on the map but 
Uh, it's the Capra Demon, and <laughs> no it's way. this like super tiny little room. Uh, it's such an intense boss fight because, like, right when you walk through the door, he's leaping at you, just ready to destroy you. <laughs> Hell yeah! Most of the time, most of the time, he does. Yeah. <laughs> so, just the fact that like it's um, a boss that you fight, and it's in such a tiny little room, uh, it, and how intense it is is why i named the band capra that's sick and uh but anyway yeah you have to be in the right mindset because the first time i played it i got to the capra demon and i could not win i could not beat him and i quit i i was like fuck this game i'm done <laughs> and then i don't remember what happened but like three months later i was like all right i'm gonna do it and i played it again and then i got to the about the halfway point i beat the capper demon i got to about the halfway point and i got to a boss uh called ornstein and smo yeah. which is you fight two of them at the same time oh shit and i quit again i was out <laughs> like uh, completely done and then i played dark souls 3 and i beat it first try i was like oh i get this game i understand how to play it now i went back i played dark souls 1 and then Dark Souls 2, and then Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, and, and I've I've 100% every game on PlayStation Whoa, at this point. No way. I, I mean, it's all I play. Like, uh, it, it becomes an obsession. It becomes like, there's no game for me now that can bring me joy like Dark Souls. <laughs> like, every game just feels boring to me now. Oh, dude. Yeah, then I, I, I then I need to play it. I need to, like, try it again because, like, hearing that, like, again, I've heard that from, like, basically, like, a million people saying, like, yo, like, yeah, it's going to suck, but it's so worth it. And, like, one of my good friends would be like, yo, just try it. Like, please, I know you're going to like it. And, I, like, I tried it, and I was like, no, I can't do it. And, like, but, no, hearing this, like, it sounds like so much fun, and I love the idea that, like, you said, like, this is it. Like, this is the game. Like, I, I, now I want to play it. So it is, man. Like, it's so rewarding to go in and win. <laughs> Dude, I bet. Like, when you beat a, when you beat a boss, you have so much uh, in, uh, adrenaline inside it. It's like a war. <laughs> and, like, I mean, your first playthrough, you can... You can uh, you can play online and you can summon people in to help you if you want, you know, like, oh, OK, eventually when you get better, like like me, my first time, like I would I would summon people in and, you know, I would get the help I needed. Uh, but then it was it became this thing where it was like, I, I have to beat that by myself. Yes, exactly. And so I have beaten of all from software games that they've put out, I have beaten every single boss in the souls games by myself except one no way dude really <laughs> there's one boss that i absolutely cannot beat by myself <laughs> dude no way and i'll never do it i just tried to do it again <laughs> like two weeks ago <laughs> dude what dude what's what's so hard is he just like like unbelievably hard like he's just like yeah it's a, it's a giant dragon that you have to fight <laughs> And uh, apparently there's a trick where it's you, you have to be a sorcerer to use like the, the magic. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a 
it's a sorcery called uh, pestilent mist and it's like a poison okay and apparently that's what this dragon is super weak to so i built this character two weeks ago a <laughs> complete sorcerer and got pestilent mist and got all the way there and couldn't do it <laughs> dude no way yeah Dude. It's it's one of those things that will bother me for the rest of my life, <laughs> but I have accepted the fact that I just can't do it. Oh, well, that's dude. That's that's good. So like, dude, I mean, dude, I, I feel like it's like do you remember when like you were a kid and like you would play a game and you'd be like, dude, this boss is fucking impossible. And like and then you would come back like years later and be like, wait, what the fuck? But then again, like Dark Souls is another level. There's like because. First of all, you're already an adult and you're already like, fuck, dude, I can't do this. And then like the older you get, you're going to be like, no, I'm just going to get more angry at the game. Like, like it's just going to get worse from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. And from software makes games that are just absolutely insanely hard, <laughs> which to me, everybody says, you know, Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Bloodborne are really hard, but I don't find them to be that hard. You just got to get good at playing them you know like yeah it came out with a game called Sekiro and that oh, game yeah. is really fucking hard <laughs> that game is stupid hard I was <laughs> I remember like uh when I beat that game I had never felt better about beating <laughs> a game and nobody nobody believes me when I say this but I beat Battletoads when I was six years old whoa nobody believes that dude I mean because that game's supposed to be like impossible <laughs> It is almost impossible. I am just very, I am very good at difficult video games. And I, I mean, I beat Super Meat Boy in four days and nobody believed that I Whoa. did that. When I, when I, when I posted that online, I was like, Hey, just a quick flex for all you yeah. video game nerds. <laughs> I beat Super Meat Boy in four days and everybody was like, prove it. And I was like, well, I can't. Unless I do it again. Yeah, exactly. And so I did it again. What? And then everybody believed it. Dude, no way. Dude, that, that's another game that's like crazy, supposed to be crazy hard. It is. It. I have never used so much profanity in my life. <laughs> oh my God, that's so awesome. I used to get on Google Hangouts with a, a friend of mine, Zach, and we would play at the same time and it would just be nonstop screaming on both ends. <laughs> but yeah now i i mean i can't even prove uh the battle i don't even know that i would still be able to beat battletoads i was just i had nothing to do at six years old but beat battletoads so now i i i can't even play it but if i could i would probably give up yeah <laughs> dude but just like Knowing that, like, like that is a very hard thing to believe, like, because, like, Battletoads is, like, one of the games that are just, like, wait, like, you beat that? It's just, like, saying, like, you beat the Lion King also. Like, everyone says that game's... I've never played either of them. I've played Battletoads, like, in the arcade. I think that was Battletoads 2. But, like, uh... But, yeah, like, they say, like, the original Lion King on Super NES is, like, fucking impossible. And, like... Yeah, I think I got to the stampede part in the Lion King and then called it quits. It, it, dude, exactly. And every everyone like everyone calls it quits and I know there's speed runs of people beating it, but it's just like, dude, like I just don't want to watch it because like 
what they're they're modding or cheating somehow <laughs> right yeah if i if i had uh, a lot of money i would definitely buy the battle toads arcade game dude i used to i used to when i lived in austin texas i would go to this place called pinballs uh-huh and it was just it's like a two story uh pinball and arcade oh dude place. And they have so many games, and they had Battletoads, and I spent a fortune <laughs> just sitting there playing Battletoads. Dude, that's so... Because it was a fun game, dude. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very fun. Dude, oh my god. Dude, dude, okay, so I have one more question for you. So, All right, let's do it. Okay, so what has been the best show you have ever played, and then give me the worst show? Uh, with Capra? Uh, with any band, because I don't want to really rule out any bad shows. <laughs> oh, I've played so many good shows. Bad shows I tend to just bury. Yeah, exactly. Um, um man. I gotta say, it is with Capra. Like, we, we just played a show on our last tour with uh, Doom Riders and High on Fire. Whoa. And, and that was... That was the best. There's a close second, which was with another band. Uh, my last band, Wildfires. We we played a show with Floor, which was oh, really whoa. cool because it was like it was like a reunion at the time. I mean, it's, it was a reunion. They're they're not playing anymore. Uh, but yeah, we got to play with Floor. That was like the biggest show. But then we played this. We we played with fucking Doom Riders, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, you played with High on Fire," and it's like, "Yeah, that's sick." But Doom Riders is my shit. Like, yeah, just getting to hang out with Nate Newton. And I, I had like a 30 minute conversation with him. I was fanboying like the whole time. I didn't let him know that except yeah. for one time I showed him. I showed him my Converge tattoo. And, and then I was like, I shouldn't have done that. That was weird. <laughs> but, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> It was one of those moments where it was like, hey, check out my Converge tattoo. And it was like, oh, that was weird. Don't say that. <laughs> Dude, but it's so hard not to, man. Like, it would just be like, like, be, I don't know. You're expressing how fucking, like, meaningful they are. But then again, they're just a person. But, like, in my head, like, if I had, like, if I met anyone from the chariot, would be like, look at the, the chariot tattoo I have. Like, do you like right. this? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> You gotta like it. I mean, I, if somebody would show me a Capra tattoo, I'd be like, "That's fucking awesome, dude!" Like, fuck yeah! You you literally permanently put that on your body. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> dude, right? <laughs> That's so sick. We had one instance where a girl had messaged us, and she was gonna tattoo um, some of our lyrics with a, a like a coffin design, and we were like, "Oh." Fuck yeah! Like, please do that. I don't know if she ever did it. She never messages back. But if if she's listening right now, like, and you haven't done it yet, just do it yeah. and send it to me <laughs> so I can feel joy from this. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> dude. And dude, now now the worst show you've ever played. Um, hmm, that's a tough one. I mean, I've, I've played, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, 
a show was bad just because like people didn't show up and I've, I've played tons of those over my, my lifetime. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna have to go with, okay. I was in a band called the midnight ghost train for a little while. Okay. Uh, I played bass. Uh, it, 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 there's a whole cool story behind that and just how it happened. They're from Kansas. I'm from Louisiana. Oh, wow. Um, and they would, yeah, they would fly, they flew me up there to try out. And then like, I got it. And then they would fly me out for practices and stuff. And we did, um, we did a 32 date tour of Europe. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was super sick, very cool experience. Um, but it, I think it was our last show on the tour in Germany and uh, Steve, the guitar player, he had popped a string. We have two guitars uh, on deck just for different tunings of songs. Yeah. And he had popped a string and he switched to his other guitar. This is so complicated to explain because I'm trying to remember exactly <laughs> how it happened. Um, somehow or another, uh we were playing a song where he was using a guitar that was in one tuning and then I didn't switch guitars and I was in another tuning and we started the song and it was a fucking disaster. (laughs) And then he, he was like, he, he, you know, he came over to me and he said something about dropping it. So I I dropped it and it, I I had to retune every string. I I just dropped the the top string and it, it just, it, they kept playing, but I just, <laughs> I just, I just did what I know as a musician to do. And it's to drop down to my pedals and act like there's a technical difficulty. <laughs> so that's what I did. And that's how I got away with it. Dude, that's. <laughs> but to me, it was the worst show I've ever played. It, it was a disaster. And that was the last show of tour. So I had to go home remembering that moment. <laughs> I had to fly across a fucking world just thinking about how I botched the last show. Dude, oh my god, like that's so terrible, man. Like I I just <laughs> dude. Oh man, like I love dude. See like I like I love I like <laughs> the dropping to the floor to look at the pedals is like just icy on the cake just because you're like this is all i can do like i can't change my no, I know. yeah <laughs> dude oh my and then God. i guess second story of, of something just that has happened recently <laughs> uh in austin texas on our last tour um we were playing medusa yeah. and they had this um giant speaker in, in front of the stage. Mm-hmm. And so we, we got to the part, uh, the kind of chuggy part in the middle of the song and I climbed up there and I'm playing it and I'm headbanging. Everybody's super into it. And, uh, and then, uh, it the, that part was almost over. So I went to get back on stage and I stepped on my floor monitor Oh. And it rolled, and I went down so hard. Oh, like, no. I, I completely ate shit. And uh, my guitar, uh, everything came unplugged. Like, it ripped the cord out of my pedals. And 
and Trevor, our other guitar player, didn't notice me fall. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was just like, it was a part where I played uh, alone at the end of the song. Oh, and no. I was looking at him, hoping that he would play that part. <laughs> you dude. And he didn't notice anything was going on. So it was just this, uh, it was just this silence, but there's like breaks that they do in between it. Yeah. And so everybody is like doing their part (laughs) to just silence. (laughs) Oh man, it was rough, but I mean, nobody cared. It was, I I felt like, I felt like Ben Weinman for the first time in my life. Like just... I was like, Ben Weinman eats shit all the time. It's fine. This isn't the first time. Like, I've I've eaten shit on stage uh, just doing different crazy shenanigans <laughs> all the time. This was the worst, though. This was the worst one. There's a video of it. I, 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 I recently... Everybody wanted me to post it online. Dude. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not fucking putting that online. <laughs> and then the, the right moment came along... Um, I did an interview with the Hardcore Hotline, which is this like satire uh, interview. Oh, okay. It's a, it's this girl, and she's super hilarious, and she pretends to hate your band the whole time. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. No way. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, and people think it's real, which is the best part. But, oh, that's uh, awesome. She asked me in the interview my most embarrassing moment. And I told that story. And then whenever the interview released, uh, Corey Brim from Glassing that we were talking about, yeah. he's the one that has the video. <laughs> so, so he cut up the, the interview where she asked about the embarrassing story and I told it and then spliced in the video <laughs> to that. And then I was like, well, now I, now I have to post it because it's just, it's the perfect time for people to see this. So I recently posted it. You can see it on my Instagram, um, and my Facebook, if you follow me. Oh dude, I'm, I'm definitely going to go check that out because especially knowing this whole story, it's going to make that so much better. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. It's a, it's a rough ball, but the guitar was safe. So that's all I care about. (laughs) I was going to say like, as long as that's safe, right? Like. Dude. Yeah, that's my that's my baby. <laughs> that's one of the guitars I bought. Uh, the Pokemon guitars with 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 Pokemon money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon money. <laughs> Pokemon money. That's that's what we call it now. Yeah, actually, it, uh, cool thing that happened with that is like uh, you know I sold Pokemon cards. I researched guitars. I bought a guitar and then ended up getting endorsed by that guitar company. So what? Th- no that's way. what I'm talking about. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like fate. Like everything kind of happens for a reason. You know, <laughs> if I didn't never found those goddamn cards, I I would. I'd still be playing my Les Paul and not endorsed by Epiphone or Gibson, you know? Dude, that's ridiculous, man. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Dude, uh, uh, dude, fate, man. It's literally that. That's, that's right. Fuck yeah. Dude, well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. This was great, man. I had I had a blast doing this. Heck yeah, dude. Well, dude, what I'm going to do is uh, say like a fake goodbye and then talk to you, uh, talk to you right after I end the recording. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, bye. Later. Hey, did you just listen to that whole episode? Yes, you did. Because guess what? Tyler's fucking awesome. It was so cool talking to him. Seriously, like, I had such a good time. We, we, 
I, I, my favorite thing is like just going straight into Pokemon right off the bat. That's the sickest thing ever. And like going into video, oh man, like his band's sick. But like talking about Pokemon and video games, like hey, that's like probably like super, super cool. But like, anyways, dude, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. That was so sick. I had so much fun. Like it was, oh, oh man, that was so cool. And then like right after we talked for like a good, like probably like twenty minutes afterwards, just like. Dude, stuff is cool, and I am stoked on stuff. I don't know what... Okay, hey, hello. I'm keeping this in here. But anyways, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, guess what? If this is your first time here, nice to meet you. If this is your second time back, third time, you know, we could go for every single number. Nice to meet you again. Everyone's the same playing field. But anyways, like, thank you so much for checking this out. This has been so... This has been... This was fun, and thank you for coming back if you did, and thank you for checking it out if this is your first time. But guess what? I hope you have a good day. If you're listening to this at night, I hope you have a good day. If you're listening to this in the evening, I hope you have a good day. And you know what? Have a good night. Ha! Tricked ya. But anyways, I'll see you later. Bye! The voice on this podcast is me, Josh Matthews, your favorite host. The intro was done by my friend Nick Riggs. And the person that does all the behind the scenes, basically the producer of the show, is my brother Danny. So go thank him and go thank Nick. And you know what? Give me like maybe like a, hey, you, you're doing something. But seriously, thank you so much, guys. It is, it is so sick that you guys do that. So thank you for listening.